children in this church. It's beautiful. As we get started tonight, I would love it if one more time you would stand. This time for the reading of God's Word. Children, as you stand, I want you to listen to me. If you can hear me, raise your left hand. If you can hear me, raise your right hand. Okay, now take both hands and put them behind your ears. And listen in. Because what you're about to hear, it's the voice of God on a page. It's from a book called Luke in chapter 2. Listen closely. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of God shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And then suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is well pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary, and they found Joseph, and they found the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Father, I pray that my words would be your words, and I pray that you would give us eyes to see something beautiful, something wonderful, even something strange. In Christ's name, amen. You know, the strangest of signs not only catch our eye, but they grab our attention. The strangest of signs actually work on us. And children, th this sermon is for you. Now don't be fooled, the adults around you, those who maybe have grayer hair or have lost it altogether, it's for them too. But children, I want you to help me with a few signs You see, I've noticed that the stranger the sign, the more we seem to pay attention to it. Like this one, for instance. <laughs> Eat more chicken. What is chicken? Oh, chicken. Oh, it's chicken. It looks like a cow could have written this. Where does it, what does this belong to? Where do you go to eat more chicken? 
Chick-fil-A, that's right, they're closed today. A few tears shed. We would all love Chick-fil-A right about now. This very, very strange sign, families, has probably infiltrated your home on a daily basis for the last 12 to 36 years. Eat more chicken. Well, speaking of chickens, has anyone seen this strange sign? Can't forget the choir. It's a bunch of chickens. Now, I've seen signs like this that say, warning, children crossing. And I've seen some signs that have deer on them because we live in Texas. And if you can't shoot a gun, you might actually hunt a deer with your car. But until I was on my honeymoon in the Caribbean, at a place that I only hope to visit again someday, I ran into this sign. And do you know what, kids? As soon as I saw this strange sign, I started looking for every single chicken I could find. And you know what? I didn't see one. And so I guess I'll never actually find out why the chicken crossed the road. Another strange sign. And I'm gonna need your help with this one. What does it say? Oh, that was so good, but we're gonna ask your relatives, your friends, your parents, all of the adults around you to join in as well. Anytime you see this sign held up for the remainder of our time, together we will say, please come down. Okay, that was pretty good. Let's try one more time. Kids, do you think you can help the adults? Okay. Please come down. That was so great. We're going to put this one right here on lease, and we're going to come back to it. Why the strange signs? Well, they grab your attention. They catch your eye. They make you wonder what's going to come next. It must be something strange. It must be something unique. It must be something worth looking into or even chasing after, whether it be Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets, whether it be a chicken crossing the road, or even wondering right now, what does please come down actually mean? You see, all throughout the Christmas story, there are some strange signs. Mary is visited by an angel and told that in her belly, she would have Jesus, the Son of God. And the sign given to her that that was indeed true was actually another baby in someone else's womb, leaping for joy when they were close together. What a strange sign. A dancing baby in a womb. Or what about that big star? The giant star, almost like a supernova in the sky that rested over a certain city where a certain baby was going to be born. And these wise men who could never have found their way now have a compass a sign, a strange star in the middle of the sky. But that's not it. We, we have another strange sign in this, this story tonight. Let, let me reread a part of this Christmas passage to you. Children, raise your left hand. Raise your right hand. Put it behind your ears. And listen in. This is the voice of God on a page. An angel appears to the shepherds in blinding light and says this, Fear not, 
Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is incredible news. You want to know why? For hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of years, the people had been waiting for God to come down and to rescue them and to rule over all the earth. And so the cry of their heart was, please come down. That's right. That's right. And so this angel's good news is that the promise has finally come. Born this day in the city of David is a Savior, and it is Christ the Lord. Three titles without a name. A baby who will save. Because just like that cold December night when it was very dark and the angel's blinding light broke in and with glory almost scared the shepherds. So also this baby would break into the darkness in our world and even, yes, into the darkness of your lives. And he would shed light into the darkness because he was a savior, but he was also Christ. The anointed one, the promised one, the one they had been waiting for. But he was also king. Christ the Lord. And everything sad and unhappy on this world there was a promise that one day it would get turned upside down. But they needed a king. Not just a good king, but the greatest king. The king of kings. The Lord of lords who would come and who would make everything sad undone. And so this promise from the angel is that there is a baby who is a savior. And he is the promised king. Or let me say it this way. He's the long-awaited Savior King, and He's come. Does that sound like good news? Yes, it sounds like great news. And so these shepherds who hear this news are probably overwhelmed. They had to look into this. They had to find this baby. But how would they know? Which baby would it be? Well, they needed a sign, didn't they? Good news. They received the strangest of signs. Okay, children, raise your left hand. Raise your right hand. Put them behind your ears. And listen in. This is the voice of God on a page. And so the angel said, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. What a strange sign. Does this look like a crib? Does this look like something you would put your baby brother or sister in? Then it definitely isn't the thing that you put the long-awaited Savior King in. Do you know why? A manger was a feeding trough for animals. Do you know what that means? That means this thing right here would be filled with leftovers that humans didn't want to eat. With things like hay or grass. And that noisy, cluttery, smelly, 
stinky animals would come in to feed. And forgive my manners, parents and adults. But animals, when they eat, sometimes might go number one or might go number two. Ooh, gross. It's no place for the long-awaited Savior King to be born. What a miserable crib. What a messy, messy scene. And yet this was God's sign. Do you know why? Because this was God's plan. It was God's plan. You see, for so long, it had felt as though God had been on high. It had felt like He was removed. And though they could believe that He still existed, they didn't quite know how to make their way up to Him. And so they began to cry. That's right. Please come down. Please come down. Please fulfill the promises that you've made. We long for a Savior. We long for a Messiah. We long for a King. And you told us in Isaiah that the government would be on His shoulders and that He would rule and reign in righteousness. And that of His peace, we would know no end. And yet the people were suffering. Yes, at the hand of evil kings and rulers in the world. Yes, in the darkness of the world around them, but also the darkness in them. Or if I can say it this way, their lives and our lives don't really look too much different from a manger. And so as they cried, God said, that's been my plan all along. And no, I'm not going to come down and I'm not going to enter a palace or a castle, which would be fitting for a king, would it not, kids? And I'm not going to come down and find the highest place with the greatest amount of power to make my grand entrance, but that would be fitting for a savior king, wouldn't it, kids? No. The people cried. And God did exactly that. He came down in human flesh and began everything in the messiness of a manger. And you know what, kids? It was all a part of His saving plan. Because God is not a God who is removed and way up there. Though He is holy, and He is glorious, and He is way up and above and greater than anything that we can think or imagine. But He wanted to enter into our mess. He wanted to enter into the dirtiest places. He wanted to enter into the darkness. And so He came down and He was born in the strangest of signs. The most ill-fitting, inappropriate place to lay his head. Take comfort in Christmas. 
Take comfort in the fact that we have a God who does put on flesh and does come down. Did you know that's actually one of the things that separates Christianity from the majority of all the other world religions? You see, all the others are saying, how can man make his way up to God? But in Jesus Christ, in Christmas, we have a God who says you could never make it up. So I will come down. And so our cry is always, okay, it got a little bit quieter towards the end. Let's do that one more time. It's exactly right. Before I go, I want you to know something. There's another time when is going to be said. That baby in the manger is going to become a man. And he's going to go back up, not to heaven, but to a cross. And instead of please come down being the cry of a heart that wants to be helped, it's going to be a cry of mockery. It's going to be a cry of ridicule. They're going to be making fun of Jesus. Because He's going to go up on a cross. And they're going to say this, if you are what Christmas says you are, if you are the Savior and you are the King, then come down and save yourself. They didn't get Christmas. The Son of God became a man so that the Son of Men could go up to God. And there was only one way. And He refused to come down. Children, that's what we celebrate at Easter. And the good news is after Jesus died on that cross to make a way for us to go back up, He rose from the dead so that through the cross we could be with God forever. And until the day when Jesus returns and makes everything sad undone and makes everything unhappy happy again, we actually celebrate Christmas and say all over again, You see, when you look at the manger, children, I want it to catch your eye. I want it to grab your attention. But you know what? That's not where this was supposed to stop. The baby that was born in something similar looking to this wanted to capture your heart. And so, what I'm going to ask you to do this Christmas, while you're having fun and you're celebrating in every single way that your family does, is for you to simply pray, Lord Jesus, open my heart and prepare in it a room. Or as we're going to sing in our final hymn, let every heart prepare him room. Let me pray. 
Father, you came in the form of Jesus in his person to the manger to say that there's no spot in our lives too dark or messy for you to enter in. And then you died for us and refused to come down, Lord Jesus. And then you raised from the dead to tell us that Christmas will happen again. You will come back down. May we prepare room in our hearts for the beauty and the glory and the wonder and the love in the strangest of signs. Amen.